morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Hello. What's up, girl? Hello, hello. How are you? Uh, I'm great. How you doing? I'm good. So what are you up to today on this beautiful Sunday? Is it nice where you live? I don't even... Yeah, it's a little cold. It's a little bit cold. Hold up. You're in North Carolina. What's cold for you? Well, not cold. It's like not warm. It's I think it's like 60... 60... <laughs> Which, like, for here, no, like, the summers here get brutal. So, like, here, it's a little chilly. Like, I'm wearing a sweater. Okay, I'm telling you right now, if it was 60 in Minnesota right now, people would be outside in flip-flops and shorts <laughs> and a t-shirt. It's like yeah, I'm not wearing any, like, so I'm wearing a dress, out. so, like, my legs are exposed. But it's not okay. quite cold enough for me to be, or not warm enough for me to be out, like, summertime warm. True. Yeah. So, how was your week? It was pretty good. Um, I have an update on the audition. I did oh not get the part, um, but I know who did, and I'm really excited for her because she's a fantastic actress. So I'm, I'm happy with the outcome because I still got the experience, um, but I'm not happy with the outcome. I wish I would have gotten the role, but like, you know, it's not, I'm not sad about it, and especially because I know who got it. I'm like, okay, well, if I lose to anyone, I'm glad it was her. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, my week has been pretty good. Um work has kind of been worky like usually I'm like ah oh, it's just work like it's pretty easy but this week has been like I've had stuff to do and I'm like omg like I always have stuff to do but it's just been I guess more like it feels like more if that makes sense yeah. like I'm just like, like what do you mean like I think I've been hard but I've had to do like so like I've had to do a lot of it I've made assistance like I have to do a lot of expenses recently and like mm. it was just like hard stuff like, I, I was like stuff in other countries and I like was having to get um like do long distance calling and like then I couldn't figure out how to make it work and so I was having to find emails on google and then I had to get other people's help like drag other people into it and it was like just a whole thing (laughs) but other other than that was good like it wasn't it wasn't hard it was just tedious trying to like figure out how to get a hold of like these people that are like 12 hours ahead of me that like don't even know I exist and like having to get permissions for things and like but it worked out um and everything is good now. So I'm not really excited to go back to work. I never am. So I don't actually enjoy working as no one really does. But right. I am okay. I'm content to go back to work tomorrow because I get to see my work friends. And then also the last two days of Black History Month, they're going to celebrate. So that's fun. Nice. We love yeah. to see that. Um, I just want to talk about like, you're not getting that role and also having a little bit of a difficult week because like I mean that's where we experience the most growth in life right is yeah with rejection and failure not that you failed but it was a rejection for you that 
you weren't expecting, right? Or I don't know. We always hope for the best, I suppose. Yeah, I honestly wasn't expecting to even get called back for the role because, okay, like I, I've like I've always been in school theater. I've done a few things outside of school, but like they've been pretty low stakes, like readings and things. Um, so like, I didn't have to audition, but it wasn't. It was always like, an, like I was cast as an adult, which like I mean, this role was for an adult too, but it was like a young woman, and so. I've never been cast as the ingenue, which is, like, usually the young love interest. Like, I've never thought of myself that way. Yeah. So, like, to be called back for that, I was like, this is weird. But, like, my friends were like, I don't see why you're surprised because, like, you're the – you fit the role. And I'm like, well, I was just always cast as, like, the mom, you know? The be, mom? Like, yeah, be, well, being in college. How, like, being, how like – How old are you? You're I'm like literally 24. But, like, four? That's, like, your being, baby. I know, but, like, being <laughs> in college, like – I, I guess I give a more mature presence in like on stage than like some of the other women in this program that, like that I was in. So like okay. I was cast as the mom, especially being fat. You know, people are like oh, fat equals mom or like old. But like I just so I was always cast as the mom, so it was a weird like thing to be seen as like a young person in like theater. I was like, what? They like want me for the like the young woman, and I was like, it was just weird. My friends were, like, I don't see why you're shocked but like I'd always just even in high school been cast as like I don't know yeah. like typecast well, in a way that I don't necessarily expect to be anything else now like it's it was refreshing right. in a way so I was yeah. happy to be me called back for that but um well let's say when you're yeah. living in a bigger body it's just like you really I mean obviously you experience how fat phobic the world really is yeah yeah um and I have to say like that shit sticks with you forever like I don't I like I I think I'll always feel like a big girl inside you know what I'm saying yeah like no matter what like that's just that's just who I am so yeah um so what else you got going on this week so what are what are your goals next then now we're moving on to like the next next big thing right yeah um I don't know I guess I really want to audition for some more stuff I want to do a children's theater like okay. um, play, I love uh, like acting for kids because you get to really ham it up. Um, they love like the extravagant, like crazy acting, which is yeah. really fun to do. It's cheesy, but like it's for kids. They don't care that it's cheesy. Like watching kids stuff as an adult, I'm always like, oh, MG. Like watching Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, like now I'm like, oof. But like it's so fun to actually do it. So I don't care if it's cringe. Like yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but I want to do that was one of my top goals. Not anything in particular, like not any particular show, just in general, I want to act for children. Um, because I do I love, I really like kids are just so much fun to like be around and like they have such a good energy when you're on stage. Like they're really not afraid to laugh and be themselves and be open and a really good audience member. Um which yeah, they're like I would I would imagine children would be like way more interactive. They're not yeah, insecure yet like adults are. Yeah, and adults like, like you can literally be like that the funniest comedy. And I'm I'm guilty of this too. I was just talking to a friend about it yesterday. I can be at the funniest comedy and not crack a smile or laugh at all and leave like that was hilarious. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and so it's like and then like but like as an actor that's so nerve wracking. It's like have a line and like literally no one laughs and you're like oh like cool. and you just gotta keep going like they'll be like oh pause for laughter here and like no one will laugh and you just have to like skip that pause for laughter right um, but like yeah kids are really they're really exciting to perform for and I've done it before and it was just it was very fun like we did um in high school we did I was we did the doc a Dr. Seuss like little adaptation like a book adaptation and I was um 
oh gosh, what was his name? It was the Sneeches, and I was like basically the villain who was like trying to divide them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was so fun. That was so fun. And the kids were like so having such a good time. And I was like, this is the most amazing experience of my life. So want to do that again. Um, and then as far as everything else goes, I don't really know. Like my friends are asking me like if I have any dream roles. I'm like, I really don't. I'm just I'm just here. I'm just yeah. vibing, figuring out what I want to audition for. Um, and I'm trying to get better about like being more picky about the roles I audition for because I'm someone who like I haven't regretted so far a role that I've had, but I know a lot of people do because they just pick things because they want to be in something. And so I'm trying to avoid that because like sometimes you'll be in something and then it's like it doesn't turn out well and you're kind of embarrassed to be in it, which hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to a lot of my friends. Well, and I mean, I'm that like, happens to, like, big-name actors, too. That's true, you know what yeah. I mean, Especially like, you're trying to get out there. Yeah, like, Bill Murray did fucking Garfield when he, he was, like, fucking Bill Murray already. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, just so, like so, that, I'm trying to be mindful. So, I would imagine, like, with having a full-time job and then also, like, doing theater. Like, theater is really, like, consuming right yeah, like that's yeah. a lot of uh, so like with your wellness journey have you thought about like what type of things you're going to put into place or like what type of plans you're going to make to like help you continue on with your journey as well yeah um I've been trying to figure out I had this problem last summer where I was trying to balance exercise and basically having another full-time job mm-hmm. and it was really hard and like I kind of the exercise really felt the wayside and I have I'm not active right now. I go on some walks, but it's not like I'm not like going to the gym. Yeah. Um, so hey, wa- walking is hella underrated, and it's an extremely it um, it's a very good form of exercise. Yeah, so. and especially if you have somewhere beautiful to walk, it's like it's like not even doing anything. It's like just fun. Oh um, yeah. So I love to walk, but I and that is a lot. I feel like it's easier to fit into my day because I can literally just go like on like a 15 minute walk every day, like around my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I does not have to do anything like I don't really have to go anywhere I can literally just like leave my house walk around and come back and then go to work or whatever um but yeah I've been thinking about like what how to implement certain things like um, meal prepping is a big thing that I even do for work like my regular nine to five so so um, what does meal prepping look like for you because I feel like when people hear meal prepping they have the automatic like okay I have to bulk cook chicken and then I got to bulk cook rice and then I got to bulk cook vegetables and then they throw it all together and it's like by day two you don't even want to eat that shit most yeah time, I'm right? the worst <laughs> about that so like so I'll like, make yeah so like, like for me like meal when I think about meal prepping like I really try not to let my brain go to that and it's more like having things on hand already prepped right like Mm-hmm. pre-washing your fruits and vegetables and chopping them up so they're easier to eat right um you know I'll bulk cook like rice but then like I, I need like fresh variety in my protein you know yeah so um but convenience foods I'm telling you yeah we talked about Trader Joe's last week and all their amazing convenience foods but yeah I mean there's so many different staple items that can make your life a lot easier you know when it comes to planning for your meals mm-hmm um, yeah I like to well it depends so sometimes I'll make a meal if I know I love it and I will want to eat it like I made some Thai chicken meatballs a couple weeks ago that oh. were amazing and I had those over rice and I ate it all week and then that sounds bomb it was so good I'll have maybe I'll share the recipe I didn't it's not like a, it's a recipe that I found somewhere but I did adapt it so like I'll have to like show the original and like then what I did but it's okay. so good and then 
I so that was like one of the meals that I knew I would like and that I ate it all week. Other times yeah. I will make like chicken breast two ways. Like I'll I'll chop them up into little bits and I'll make like maybe one Mexican so I can have like tacos or a burrito bowl or something. And I'll have one like um just plain like Italian seasoning um to make like a little more like maybe I'll make a chicken wrap or something like that. Um and then I'll maybe get a vegetable. And then that'll be like as far as I know prep, and I'll just figure things out from there every every day. Because yeah. Sometimes I just do not like I don't want to eat the same thing all week. If it's not good enough, no, I, I feel you. And I'll go get sushi from the cafeteria. Like I'm not that kind of girl. Yeah, for sure. And I know for me, like I get super hyper fixated on meals, but then I'll eat it to the point where I literally cannot fucking stand it. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, then you got to find something else that works, you know, but I want to talk about adjusting recipes because I'll say that's one skill that I got from WW, like using the recipe builder and just learning how to like find any recipe online and like tweak things so that, you know, it's a lot less calories that has more protein, um, you know, and it fits more in your nutrition plan. So like, what type of adjustments do you make when you're like looking at a recipe? Yeah, um, I usually, I pretty much always adjust the amount of oil called for it. Um, like, you really, you don't need a couple tablespoons of oil. You can right. use a couple spritzes from your little spray bottle. Yeah, that's all um, I use is the spray. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you do not need two tablespoons of oil, I promise you. Um, I mean, it does taste really good, but, like, you, it's not necessary. Right. Um, and then, like, things, like, I'll add a lot of times, like, um, I'll add more vegetables. Or, like, if so, if something calls for, like um I'm trying to think like if it calls for broth I will get it but I will add however much I want based on how the, the thickness of whatever I'm cooking yeah so, like, I'll just, like, put, like three cups of broth I'm like that sounds like a lot or that sounds like not enough and I'll do that um and of course like broth is like no calories basically so that's not right. really a big one that unseen calories but um also cheese mm-hmm. like cheese is a big one like either I'll do less cheese because a lot of times you don't even need the full amount of cheese like or I'll do I'll, or I'll do like both less cheese and the lower fat cheese yeah like mix them or together the, yeah or maybe I'll do the same amount of cheese that it's called for but I'll do a lower fat cheese I do not do, do fat free cheese that's okay. not something I'm going to do I was just gonna ask you if you fuck with fat free cheese no I do not um I will I would rather just not eat cheese than have fat free cheese <laughs> I know you. I, I. Oh my god! Have you seen people like washing their fat-free cheese? Literally, I'm like, just have the. I just have real what cheese. The fuck, like, just buy like you. It's not that serious, you guys. Like, because like even the reduced fat cheese, is, cheese really is not that bad. Yeah, and like even reduced fat cheese is like pretty good too. Like it doesn't melt. Yeah, quite, it's like it tastes like regular cheese. Like I don't understand like, the fat-free. Like you, can, a little bit of fat is okay. Yeah, like you, definitely. you will be okay. I just have less of. I feel like voluntary person. I'd rather there are certain things where I'd rather have less of it and have it be the real deal. Like ice cream, I don't really mess with those like Halo Top kind of things. Like I would rather just have a little bit of real ice cream than have a lot of a weird tasting free <laughs> ice cream. So like you can eat this whole tub, but it tastes like nothing. Yeah, or like it tastes <laughs> like sugar alcohol. Like oh no, thank yes. you. Yes, oh those are the worst. Yeah, where you have that like funky ass aftertaste yeah nothing. I'm like I would rather just abstain (laughs) yeah Um, I I completely agree certain things it's like just learn how to enjoy the regular like the real thing in moderation yeah definitely yeah because like I have I got these they're so cute from Wegmans I think you can get I've never seen them anywhere else but I I feel like you could probably get them other places like these teeny tiny like 
one and a half, two inch ice cream cones. Oh yeah, yeah. They have those at Trader Joe's too. Yeah, and like, <laughs> like it's like just the cone, and like the serving size is like three of them. And Wait, it little, have like, ice, does it have ice cream in the cone? No, it doesn't. It's like literally just a teeny tiny cone, and I'll put my, I'll get a little tablespoon, like it's an ice cream scoop. And yeah. I'll make my own, like I'll make like two cones, and I'll just that'll be my dessert. And it's honestly okay. like I'm probably using like a fourth cup of ice cream, which maybe I don't know is a serving, but it's like a couple. It's like maybe like 200 calories, but I'm satisfied, and I can pick whatever ice cream I want. It's not like a pre-made ice cream, and I have yeah. my own cone, and it's just delicious and fun. And I love I love I love tiny things personally. So like that was the draw for me. Not even calories. I was like, I want a tiny ice cream cone. Like that just sounds You're very like, fun. <laughs> Very fun and adorable. <laughs> like I showed them with my niece one time, and she's like, "This is the most best thing ever." And I was like, "You're right. It is the most best thing ever." That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I use the um, what are they? Just the little wafer cones, like a yeah, lot yeah. for my weight loss journey, and just put whatever, like like you said, just whatever ice cream I wanted in there. Not that I haven't been on the diet ice cream train because mm-hmm. I definitely spent a lot of money on halo top at the beginning of my journey which like why I don't know um because that ice cream really is it's terrible they really shouldn't even be able to call it ice cream yeah it's not I feel like NYX is the best one that I've tried but even that one is I'd rather just have regular ice cream yeah, I know Target's brand. What's Target's brand? Oh, that one is good too. Yeah. Yeah, they ha- Target has the best diet ice cream for sure. Yeah. Um, not that I've tried them all, but I did. I did buy a creamy, but I gotta tell you, that's just too much motherfucking work for ice cream. I'm okay, sorry. I have a Ninja creamy too, and like, I I do like it, but my problem is that I want I like instant gratification. I don't Same. want to plan twenty four hours in advance. I want my <laughs> ice cream right now. Yes, I agree. And then, like, if you get it wrong or something and it comes out terrible, you're like, cool, I just fucking spent two days I know. making this ice cream and it's not even good. Like, Great. literally, I've had one batch turn out good because I keep I keep not following recipes. I'm like, I'm just going to wing it. And, like, because that's how I cook. Um, and so I'm like, I'm just going to put this and this and this and this in there and we'll see how it goes. And then I don't eat the full time and I yeah. put the ratios wrong and then I end up with something that's nasty. And I'm like, what the heck happened? And I'm... <laughs> As if I don't know what I did wrong. I'm literally the same. And I've watched some videos. There are a few people that I follow on Instagram that are like creamy experts. And they have some pretty good recipes and stuff. But it, it it's literally so happy. And it's like the key to it, if you have a creamy, is you have to like remix it a bunch of times until yeah. it's like actually creamy. And I just, I don't know. I don't think they've perfected the machine yet. You know, yeah, I think it's like the first version, so maybe we should wait a couple years and revisit the creamy. Yeah, I see people who make like the most amazing looking desserts, and I'm like, oh, actually, I saw a guy make ice avocado ice cream, and I have an avocado I need to use, so I will do that. And maybe next week I'll check back in. All right, keep us posted on the because it was like a chocolate avocado ice cream. Avocado, I like if you can make avocado pudding and it doesn't taste like avocado because it's really just like fatty, is what the taste of avocado is. Like, right, you're not adding salt and stuff, like, it's really a a really versatile flavor. And that doesn't really have a flavor, actually, just creamy and delicious. (laughs) I'm actually allergic to avocado. Oh, are you? Yes, honestly, I feel like if I were to be allergic to anything, I would pick avocado. Only because I feel like I could live without it, but it is right. That's how I feel. Things it's yeah. problematic with certain things, like with allergies that are very sensitive. Like if you 
like go to a sushi restaurant and they don't clean the boards right and you're not allergic to avocado like you know mm-hmm. that's because people don't think about people being allergic to that like peanut butter i feel like is like a really big allergen that people are like oh yeah you have to be careful but people don't think about smaller allergies like and I'm not yeah. allergic to anything and I'm glad for that because I feel like I well I'm I feel, okay I'm lactose intolerant and I feel like that's similar because I am not lactose intolerant enough to like stop drinking or I do not drink milk but like stop having dairy I'm yeah sure, I feel like if I was only mildly allergic I would just keep eating it and that's like so terrible for you <laughs> but I'm stupid and so you know like I just I don't my brain is like am I gonna die no am I gonna have to go to the hospital no then eat it you're like you're like that meme that's like my toxic trait is I eat food even though I know it's gonna make me sick yeah literally <laughs> like I'm allergic to this but I'm gonna have it anyways yeah. I honestly cannot imagine being lactose intolerant though like I fucking love dairy I don't know if you hurt so milk. bad girl I bet I, bet <laughs> I could never give up cheese milk whatever I can live without yeah. milk. even ice cream I can live without all that but eggs how, do, do you do okay with eggs well, eggs don't, eggs don't have milk. Well, uh, eggs are technically dairy, aren't they? Are they? I don't know. Get back to us, listeners. Let us know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have eggs all the time, and that doesn't bother me. But, like, okay. if I, like I had uh, some killer mac and cheese last night, and all night, I was like, oh, my gosh, my stomach hurts so bad. <laughs> but it was good. Okay. It was worth it. Mm, mac and cheese. Couldn't live without it. Yeah. Like, it's just so good. Like, I know, like, they have really good vegan mac and cheeses, but I'm like, it's just not the same yeah it's not because quite like the same. that like where, where you like blend cashews and shit and add yeah. like have you tried the uh like nutritional yeast yeah my sister was vegan and I was I was actually pescatarian for like two years which is where you only eat fish yeah um and but I was basically vegetarian because uh what kind of college student can afford fish other than tuna fish very often <laughs> um <Right. laughs> so I was literally eating like sardines and like tuna fish which like is my jam I'm not gonna, I'm not hating on that because like I still to this day I could I'll tear it up I'll tear up yeah. sardines, but like I barely, I barely had like fresh fish, and so I was eating a lot of vegan and vegetarian meals. And so I was on, I was on the nutrition, nutritional yeast train. Me and my sister would go to this vegan restaurant in my house, well, not in my house, but like in Raleigh all the time. Um, and we were regulars, and they'd be like, "Oh, hey, Skylar," and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be waiting outside for them to open the restaurant. They'd be taking out my name. They'd be like, "I don't even have to ask you, girl." And I was like, "Oof, I come here too much." <laughs> my sister me and my niece would just be there all the time and my niece would like she was like two years old talking to waitresses ordering her own food like it was a good time but yeah I ate a lot of vegan and vegetarian food and I still okay. do um yeah. I'll I really am not I'm like I'm not a picky eater I'll try most things once like I was telling my friend the other day I tried cow brain and it honestly was a little bit good and I was kind of disgusted by the fact that it was good I was really expecting <laughs> to be bad like my grandpa was like you want to taste it and I was like you know what I'm trying to say yes to more things that will not hurt me. Yeah. I was like, sure. That sounds like some, that sounds like some Southern shit, but you know. It, it is. <laughs> in, in a lot of cultures, like I know in Puerto Rican culture and a lot of Latin cultures, like pig's feet, intestines, tongues, yeah, yeah. shit. It's really prevalent in our meals because that's what our ancestors, that's all they had to cook with. Yeah. They literally got the fucking scraps, you know? Mm-hmm. But isn't that, doesn't that say so much about our ancestors that they were able to create these amazing, delicious dishes? Right. Out of literally the scraps of, you know, animal carcasses that nobody else wanted. I know, like, even. Um, resilience, girl. Yeah, like, I was thinking, <laughs> um, like, like, beef tongue tacos. 
Yes, they're so bomb. They're so good. And I'm like eating it and I'm like, I'm not gonna try to think about what this is because but it's <laughs> it just tastes amazing. Like I don't care what it is, honestly. Right. Like, I'm the same I, way. If it is good like, all, I'm about it. One of my best friends stopped eating calamari after she found out what it was, but she loved it before that. And I'm like, who cares though? If it tastes good, but I know I think it's just like a difference in like a like mindset because like if it tastes good to me, I'm not gonna care really what it is. Right. Like, I'll have a, the initial barrier of being like, okay, this sounds weird to me, but I'm willing to give it a try. Yeah. I know it's good. I'm like, oh, hell, like, I, I really, I'll tear it up. I yeah. don't care. But some Agreed. people aren't like that. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of picky eaters out there. Um, and I just yeah. want to circle back to nutritional yeast for anybody who's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like a powder that you can sprinkle on top of your foods or you can add it into things. Um, and it has like a cheese flavor to it. But it's yeah. like extremely nutritiously dense. So it has a lot of like vitamins and nutrition. It has a lot of protein in it. Um, so like, I love to add it like on top of like my egg um, or vegetables. It's really good on top of vegetables. If you want that like cheesy flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nutritional popcorn too. Oh, I bet that's bomb. Yeah. yeah. I need to try that. I don't, I used to get my nutritional from Trader Joe's. I wonder if they still have it. Probably. Yeah, they probably do. They have like all of those things that I'm like, like things I feel like are I we used to think they were Whole Foods things, right? And I started going to Trader Joe's and I was like, okay, they have this too. Like, but um, yeah, nutritional yeast is so good. I don't think I've ever been inside of a Whole Foods. You know, I love Whole Foods, but Whole Foods does not love me. Um, I, I'm I'm someone who loves to window shop for groceries. Okay, and they're like either buy something or get out or what? Well, no, no, no. But like, I I can't I, if I wanted to buy something, I really couldn't because I can't oh. afford. <laughs> Like, I have bought things from them before, but, like, literally only on sale. Like, I'm someone who, like, I'm not going to pay $10 for a mac- box of macaroni and cheese. That's just not, like, I, like, I'm I'm a bougie person, but I, I'm, I can't afford to be that bougie. Bougie and cheap, like, all in one package. Like, yeah. I'm bougie about certain things, but, yeah, when it comes to, like, shit like that, like, food necessities, things that are, like, you have to obviously constantly be spending money on, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me to, like waste money on expensive bougie food yeah um when there are so many like cheap grocery stores now that you can still get like really bomb bougie like food i mean yeah shout out to aldi love you aldi yeah we love you aldi sponsor our show (laughs) (laughs) um and there's so many like discount grocery stores out there like you gotta be careful with those though because they usually have a lot of like expired yeah yeah Um, one time I went to Harris Teeter and like which is like I don't know if you have those where you are but it's kind of like a Kroger but a little more expensive um, okay so they're, they're owned by the same like Kroger owns Harris Teeter and like I'll have like they'll have some Kroger branded items um yeah. but it's like I bought coffee there one time I bought like two boxes of like espresso pods so I was like oh yeah they're on a sale I go home I open it and I'm like huh that's like kind of seems expired like what day is it it was like three months expired, and I was like, "Are oh you kidding me?" <laughs> so I went back to the store, and I told, and I looked on the shelf. Every single box is expired, and I was like, "Y'all need to, y'all need to change that out because three all of them months, are expired." Like a couple of days, like okay, whatever. But three months? Yeah, I bought. I then they're like, "Oh, can you go grab them for us?" I was like, "I'm literally a customer, but sure." So I got a basket, and I filled it up with all the expired ones, and I brought them to the store. Like, they had like, you unstock their shelves, guys. <laughs> That's wild. I would have been like, nah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm someone who I easily agree to things when I'm feeling under pressure. I'm someone I'm oh, so no. easy to peer pressure. 
Well, at least if it's something mild. Like, if it's, like, if they're, like, oh, can you do this for me? I'm, like, I don't work here, but, like, sure. Or, like, people, like, you work here at Target? And I'm, like, I mean, no, but what do you need? <laughs> no, but I come here a lot. I know, no, but, <laughs> no, but uh, grapes are in the produce aisle. Um, water bottles are in aisle 12. Like, right. Just go down three aisles, take a right, and then take a yeah. left. Like, <laughs> like, I can help you. I just, I don't work here, no. Right. Oh, my God. So last, oh, I think it was our first episode. I actually put a, like, a question box. I think people could, like, submit questions to. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, and we, we didn't get that many. So I'll put one again on this episode if you guys want to drop any questions or suggestions on what you want to hear on the show. Um, But some of the questions we did get were really, they were all pretty similar. And it's like, how do you stop? Well, you can't really stop life from lifing, but like, how do you not allow your relationship issues or the things that are going on in your life or the stressors to like affect your goals, right? And like the things that you want to do. And I feel like that's a very like loaded question. That's very hard. And then when you, when anyone finds out, let me know, because I'm someone who's still like, (laughs) like I had, okay, I don't know if anyone knows remembers this like they've been following me for that long but last summer I kind of was having like a series of little mental breakdowns <laughs> and then I gained like 20 pounds because I like yeah. went, I just like I lost all my comp- my coping skills when like outside of my brain they jumped out of my ears like they did not want to be inside there it yeah toxic so like I was just like well what do I know to do I know how to eat food so I was going to cook out like every night um and I was like man this feels so good until the next morning and I was like I feel like I'm gonna bomb yeah. And luckily, and so, okay, I have improved a lot. I was only getting one meal, <laughs> which I feel like is an improvement from previous Skylar. So yay for that. Yes. We but love I was still definitely overeating, so, you know. So do you feel like that's what you struggle with the most is, like, overeating when you're stressed out? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm someone who, like, and I, it's not even, like, eating at home. I'm, like, I want to eat out. I want to go to Bojangles and get me, like, okay. um, some chicken tenders. I want some sushi. I yeah. want a burger, but well, not a burger at home. I want like a little bacon cheeseburger from cookout. Like mm-hmm. it's never anything simple or that I can, I guess I could make it myself. It just like takes the extra effort of like going to the store and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to make it healthy. I'm just going to like, so I'm working on that and I'm hoping that um, I will not have to deal with my little, <laughs> my my mental breakdown thing was like so weird was it came out and I felt, it also felt like it came out of nowhere. But like, I was I was struggling hardcore. Like I had to take time off of work because I was like I literally cannot function. Um, and it was it was honestly kind of bad. But like, I yeah I was eating crazy. Mm. So I feel like I've gotten I haven't had anything that bad since. I yeah, like because I went through that and I was like I cannot do this again. Do you feel like you struggle? like disordered eating or do you feel like you struggle with like an actual eating disorder that's hard to say I feel like I've talked to my or it can be both it can definitely be both yeah too, you know and it like can maybe be... it's a mix of both I feel like I've gone to like dietitians and things and they've been like well we can't diagnose you with an eating disorder but that's kind of what it sounds like and I was like okay well no one will diagnose me so I don't really know what's going on but if anything I just maybe it's disordered eating but yeah. I, like, I've pretty much, like, overeaten my entire life. Like, even, even when I was at my thinnest, I would, like, I would do this thing where I would go to, like, I love near Krispy Kreme. 
So I'd go, I lived in, and I lived in my own dorm. So I would go to Krispy Kreme, get a dozen jelly donuts, hide mm. out in my room for a whole weekend, and that's all I would eat. I'd eat that dozen jelly yeah. donuts and maybe some boxed macaroni that I cooked on the stove downstairs. Yeah. And that was, like, all I'd eat the entire weekend. Like, just very, like, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. You know what, what, what? the biggest red flag out of what you just said, like as far as it being like an unhealthy habit is just that you would seclude yourself because that is something I completely identify with. Like I do have diagnosed binge eating disorder. Um, And you know what? It's so fucking hard to get a diagnosis for, for eating disorders in general. Yeah, Like you really have to find somebody who like specializes in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's like one of the biggest indicators is the shame around food. And like when you're like consuming lots of amounts of food, like doing it in secret, you know, and that's like usually a good way to know that you're, you know, having some issues with food, um, yeah. which so many of us have it so common. And I think that people assume only people in bigger bodies experience this, but it's so not true. Like, no, I didn't gain. I mean, I've always been on like the thicker side. I wasn't really like same girl. We love thick girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wasn't <laughs> ever, I've never been skinny my entire life. I've always been a little bit chubby. I feel yeah. like in my teenage years, I carried it well, um, but I was never. But, but never did you feel? Sick. But did you feel huge in your teenage yes. years? Because I thought so I was easy. Like, we just looked like a beast person. Yeah, I was like, I'm literally the size of an elephant, and then I looked back <laughs> and I was like, girl, you were 180 pounds. <laughs> like what? Like yeah, I don't understand. Like I, looking back, I was like, I would kill to look like that now. But at the time, like people would make fun of me for being fat. Like I was, I was the fat mm-hmm. one. Yep, same, same. Me too. And I look back at pictures, and I was like, "Damn, I looked good." And I, I know <laughs> if I look back then, like, it, like maybe like eighth, ninth, tenth grade, I was, I probably weighed a little bit less than I weigh now, actually, because I didn't have any muscle back then either. Yeah. Um. But same thing. Like I would get called fat, and I would get called chubby, or I would get made fun of for like you know how big my thighs were and how big my hips are. And then now I see girls literally getting fat injected into their fucking hips. Like the same type of girls who like probably bullied us. Yeah. (laughs) Growing up. Um, So I don't know. It's just so wild how like we have all of these like ridiculous beauty standards, especially for women. Yeah. But like they're constantly changing. Like who fucking gets to decide this shit? You know? know. It's, it's, uh, but like, but yeah, even like when I was at my thinnest, I still have, I've always struggled with eating and like, so I would yeah. like in high school, I would go so like, me and my friends would like, I had all my friends were like, really like, like not athletic, but like thin and tall and like they could eat whatever they wanted because like teenage metabolism and stuff. But I right. would always struggle with that. Like even though I was active, like I always struggled with my weight and so. We would go to lunch and we'd get like a large milkshake. We'd go to Chick Fil A. I was talking about last episode. That was like I think before Chick Fil A like really came out as being like well not came out as being homophobic but like people discovered it. Right. <laughs> like it wasn't a known thing. Like we weren't like oh yeah we're going to homophobic Chick Fil A. Whereas now is like um, I'll be like oh feeling homophobic going to Chick Fil A and like my I was my joke about my friends. I'm not feeling homophobic. Oh my gosh I shouldn't have said that. But like a like, <laughs> joke about my friends is like I'm like we'll be like oh feeling homophobic gonna go to Chick Fil A and get get some chicken. Yeah. But like um so like we go to Chick Fil A and we get like a large shake and a large fry and that would be our lunch and little me would be so starving afterwards that I'd go but I don't want people to know that like I ate twice like I'd go to like my Wendy's and mm-hmm. I'd sit in my car alone and just gorge on like two meals and then I'd go home and skip dinner because I was so full I felt like I was gonna vom 
Yeah. Like, that's not normal. But I didn't yeah. know I didn't know it wasn't normal because no one no one knew and I didn't talk about it. So like how would I know? Like I felt but there's so much guilt around it that I guess I knew kind of it wasn't normal, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it was like very weird. Like early college was kind of good for me when I stopped eating meat because I felt like it really limited my options as far as like what I because I didn't have a car my freshman year. Um so I couldn't leave campus to like go get takeout and stuff. I could walk across the street and get pizza, but like I felt weird ordering like a whole like more than one slice. So I was like, I'm just gonna order one slice. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> not have an eating disorder right now. And my freshman mm-hmm. like, my freshman year was pretty good with my eating. And then once I got a car, that really like turned things around again. Um because like I was really good about like going to walking to the grocery store to get food when I was like my freshman year of college, like even to get exercise, like I'd be like, I'm just going to go and walk to the nearest shopping center. It's like a 20 minute yeah. walk. And then I'd get my groceries. I'd have a backpack. I'd put them in my backpack and I'd walk back to my dorm. So I was like having a 40 minute walk, like to go get strawberries and grapes. Like, and that was my little healthy era. My mind yeah. was like, I was mentally, I was struggling a lot. That's why I would yeah, go I was going to say, were you, were you healthy though? Like, okay. Like kind of, I was, I was making it my best effort yeah like, and that's mentally, all we can do. I was I was in a really bad place but I was really trying not to be yeah like I was making every effort to like get myself out of my little everything like I was trying to eat healthier I was not eating meat which I felt like was healthier for me at the time and probably still now like I, I feel like I eat too much meat but I like you know I was making these strides like with in therapy and I was going to therapy and I was like making these small breakthroughs and I was like you know what I'm doing really well and then got my little whip my sophomore year and I was like you know what 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 I can do go to cookout at 2 (laughs) a.m um so like yeah and then that kind of threw things off a little bit too but at least at cookout I could only get chicken quesadillas and fries and milkshakes since I was not eating meat um so that definitely helped my um calorie intake a bit but still like it was just I feel like I've always just struggled with food and it's it's really hard because I've only in the past couple of years been really open about it. Like literally with my yeah. family being like, this is something I really have a hard time with. And like, like other, I'm, one of my favorite foods is tuna casserole, which I know it sounds disgusting, but like, and it kind of is, but I love it anyway. Like I don't, I was we were talking earlier. I don't care if it sounds disgusting. If it's good to me, I will eat it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that. tuna casserole. My grandma used to make it all the time. And like, so I was telling my mom, I was like, I cannot have dinner with you because I will eat like half the pan. Mm. Yeah. I think it's important to know those like, trigger foods but also something that we all have to like realize and discover for ourselves um is that like okay although these things are like quote-unquote not normal they're super common right most people have some type of disordered eating habits or thoughts or ideas around food um I mean we hear all the time right like just in public just in conversations like the diet culture things that people say like Oh, do you intermittent fast? Oh, I don't eat after eight, you know, shit like that. Like all the stupid things that we hear about food and around food. Um, And for me, it was like, once I realized how like stupid all that shit was (laughs) and like, um, just that, I don't know, like how common it is for people to struggle. Cause there is like just some relief in 
that commonality, right? Like mm-hmm. us having people having that in common, like, oh, wow, you struggle with this thing too. So it's not just me, right? Because I know for myself, when I really struggled with binging, which was most of my life, it was like exactly what you're talking about, right? Like that, that trip to the fast food restaurant and like eating and guilt, you know, by yourself mm-hmm. in your car and like hiding it. Cause you're like, there's no way anybody else does this. Yeah. But like, so many of us have struggled or are struggling with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to figure out, I, I think the definitely the first step, like talking about it and being honest and open about it. And yeah. like knowing that is definitely a great first step for sure. Yeah. Like I talked about it in therapy a lot in the past, like since the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, it was like going, I went, I've been in therapy since I was in high school. And like, I've never, I never thought to talk about it in therapy, weirdly enough, until recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until I found out, like, I have some friends who, like, I know have been open about their struggles with binge eating and, like, eating disorders and disordered eating. And I was like, this sounds exactly like what I do. And I never even thought that it was, like, something that I could, like, work on and, like, um, kind of, like, change my thought process around food and things like that. Like, it never occurred to me. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get healthy. But I was never like, this is a thing that I probably shouldn't be doing and I should probably try to like think about like you know what is making me do this like I thought it was just kind of just gonna be the way I was forever and like um same oh my god that hit so hard (laughs) I thought of like this is just who I am this is just how I'm gonna be forever like I'm always gonna have these struggles you know it's definitely possible to rewire your brain and it it just takes time and you know I think you're doing it right because you're just taking it day by day yeah and I was working with like a dietitian and stuff um actually since the new year started I can start working with one again um which I'm probably gonna take um take my my therapist was recommending it again because she was like um I thought it helped you a lot which it I feel like I need I might need to look into a different dietitian than the one I was seeing before because I felt like she wasn't necessarily she didn't tell me outright she didn't want me to lose weight but she wasn't necessarily supportive of my weight loss like she was like let's reframe things and I like I'm not like I don't necessarily disagree with reframing it then like I want to have these healthy habits versus I want to lose weight because I think it's really important to think about the healthy habits before the weight loss yeah but I felt like she I don't know I just got the vibe that she was like not really for me trying to lose weight and like I'm literally nearly 300 pounds at like five five like that's and I have like I have other problems that like I feel like would be well I, I know would be mitigated or fixed by losing weight so like Mm -hmm. I'm not really asking for your opinion on helping me lose (laughs) weight I'm like I'm telling you right like this is what I'm doing yeah like this is what I'm doing for my health I want you to help me get those habits to get me there you know right um so have you been able to like identify the root of your food issues because I mean that's like that's really where like the change starts to happen I feel like yeah um I feel like there are a couple things and I don't think go into all of it but I feel like one of them mm-hmm. I feel like I've talked about this before with my grandma I, we have a very tumultuous relationship and we're not we're no contact well I'm no contact she you know <laughs> but I've I've not been in contact with her for years and I feel like a lot of my struggles with food as a young girl actually came from my grandma because she she got very poor and like would go hungry and so she was in this mentality of like she always would say, we'll eat till we pop. And I was like, like growing up, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds so fun. Like I remember one time I went to her house and I didn't want to take a quiz the next day at school. So I literally like ate myself sick. So I didn't have to go to school the next day. And I'm like, 
that's not normal for like an eight-year-old to be like yeah my grandma lets me eat so much that I get sick like yeah like that really that sounds like a form of abuse yeah like and I think it wasn't like I don't know I'm sure whether it was intentional or not right? yeah like, like yeah yeah I, like you could still abuse someone even if it's your that's not your intention to yeah. abuse them you know yeah like she he really just let us run wild and like I feel like kids need like to be told you can't eat a whole box of gummies in right. 10 minutes <laughs> like that's not good for you and like you know yeah. but like she really like we'd go to golden kraut and i'd be i'd eat like literally like as much macaroni as i could fit in my plate and she'd be like just like okay with that and i was i, I feel like and i didn't really have those conversations with my parents about you know um how much food i should be eating and yeah uh, portion size and like things like that like my parent my mom at least was a cereal dieter for a lot of my mm. life and like so like I saw so I'm sure that affects your perception on food and yeah weight loss. yeah and so like I feel like it's a culmination of things that like led me to a life of disordered eating but it's right. hard to pinpoint one thing in particular because there was so much going on yeah um, but like, just a couple like of things everything I... like everything it's it's the people who raised us. Cult, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. All of our shit is rooted in that. And just yeah. like their shit is rooted in whoever raised them, right? Yeah. So like, I, yeah, that's, I feel like most of it comes from my family and also kind of growing up chubby and feeling like, well, this is just how, you know, this is just how I, it, I'm going to be the, again, the rest of right. my life. Like I'm just I, if I, always going to be, one, so I'm like, just, I'm always just going to be fat and I'm always going to be. Yeah worth I'm always gonna feel like I'm worth less I'm always gonna feel like I'm different like mm. and especially growing up around um like being a black woman in a predominantly white area like I just I felt like the odd one out anyway so like I was like if I can be the fat one and be accepted by people as the fat one then maybe it won't matter that I'm not mm. racist them like it was a weird like thing in my, like my little kid brain being like yes you know because, like I just want to be accepted first anything and so yeah. me as being the fat friend then I'll be the fat friend as long as I can be in with them you know oh I feel that girl and um I mean not, I don't have the the same situation obviously but um so often for a lot of us that like carry weight and we are we are the fat friend or have always have been or whatever um I know for me and a lot of other people, and it sounds like what you're saying too, like almost a part of it is protecting ourselves, right? Yeah. Like it's a way to protect yourself. So like for me, um, you know, I was sexually assaulted at a really young age um, by a man and always just had, I mean, for anybody who's been sexually assaulted young, like once it happens to you, especially if it happens at a very young age, it tends to happen again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like a lot, uh, which I never even realized until my thirties. And so I started doing all this work, right. That what I had experienced was that, and that that was what was affecting me and, and really created these habits that I have of binge eating and gaining weight to literally protect myself from people, you mm-hmm. know, from m- men, let's be honest. Um, and man, when you realize that shit, like. Like, even just you being so aware of, like, where these issues are rooted, you know, even if you're just starting to figure those things out, like, so much transformation can come mentally, which I feel like that's where you really start to get the physical transformation, too, you know, that's gonna last. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm so proud of you for sharing all of that. So I'm sure there are so many people who can relate to fucking everything you said. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. I feel like this has been a really productive conversation. And I yeah. hope other people enjoy it because I know that it was like a little bit therapeutic to just like talk about things you like. I don't know. That mm-hmm. sounds <laughs> so silly, but like, you know, it's sometimes it can like you talk about things and you know things like talk like or you know things, but talking about them helps you process them a little bit more too. Absolutely. Um, so like logically I'm like, yes, I know that I have these problems like talking about them with someone who also gets it in like certain ways is like really nice. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, listeners that this inspires you to do some thinking too, if you have similar problems or even if you don't to just think about, you know, even things that you say before, you know, other people, like I know I used to say, like, I remember I have, used to have friends who'd like, be like wow you're eating a lot and I was like it would literally be like a normal portion for me like I wasn't you know I wasn't binging or anything it would just be like a normal like meal mm-hmm. and I'd be like yes. you literally I'm not even yes. hungry anymore <laughs> so like even yeah, like, like cool now I'm not gonna eat for a fucking week and a half <laughs> yeah <laughs> like even like if you don't have these problems like being aware that they exist is really important just for totally. just a knowledge um but yeah so yeah, I, I think that that's something that we can all be a little bit more aware of is how our words affect people, right? Because yeah. like, us, oh my God, how many of us, especially again, ladies, I mean, I suppose that's like 98% of our listenership anyways, but um, like just having those expectations on you, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and then to have like people that are your friends or like people that you're like kicking it with to like make comments about your body or what you're consuming, like that is the shit that sticks with you mm-hmm. forever. You know, those are the comments that like just really stick with you and make you do dumb shit. Like, like I remember, you know, trying to manipulate my body as a teenager and trying to, uh, I don't know if you watch Euphoria. Oh, we talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. Watch Euphoria. <laughs> But there was, there was a girl on there who's like, she's like duct taping her thighs, you know, and mm-hmm. she's an average sized girl, but you know, like we all have those insecurities. Right. And like, I don't know. I remember doing stupid things like that as a teenager, just because someone made like one comment to me, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, being a little bit more kind and courteous with our words and um, not making comments about people's bodies. Even even if you think it's a positive comment. Yeah. Like I know when I when I first started losing weight, oh God, I hated how big of a deal people were making it. Like mm-hmm. in person. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my God. You know, like literally people would see me and like freak out. And I'm like, what like what the fuck? Like Yeah. <laughs> I'm still me. Like I'm still the same person. I'm just smaller now. Like mm-hmm. that's not I don't know. It's just, it, it makes me feel weird. I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but like, even if you think it's a positive thing, like just fucking, unless it's somebody you're trying to like do, you know, and you commenting their body in like a sexy way. Yeah. <laughs> that's always acceptable when it's consensual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if people are asking for opinions on their bodies or what they're eating or what, or what they're not eating, then just shut up. Don't say anything. I'm. Oh my god. <laughs> There's this one time where it was last Super Bowl, last, like Super Bowl of 2022. I had a woman yeah. who sent me a DM critiquing. I was like, so just showing what I eat in a day, like to like, you know, to be like, hey, like I'm on a weight loss journey and I'm trying to minimize um certain things. But when I'm eating today, like just like my portions, I'm gonna eat everything my family eats, but I just want to eat a smaller portion. I'm gonna show you guys how I do it. 
and she was like critiquing everything that I ate. Stop. I hate those people. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you gotta be joking. She was like, let me let me want help. And I was like, I just blocked her. I was like, I don't have time for this. But like I literally Was she was it. she a coach? Was she I have no idea. Like, she, like, she was just a normal fucking... person. Like she didn't have anything in her bio that made me think like, but she was like, I want you to go on a fast with me. Like that's why your stomach hurts. And I was like, girl, I have IBS. <laughs> like, no, that's <laughs> oh my god, fasting. Come on, people. I was so people, crazy. People recommend shit like that, you know, fasting. In- intermittent fasting, whatever, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, cycling carbs, and you know all these like buzzwords. They yeah. don't know shit about shit. Yeah, it was the people that you just need to be like, fuck off, please. I literally had like five hundred followers, and I was like, what is going what? on? I was like, I Yo, never thought that happened to me. The, no, the internet is crazy though. Like people really get real bold. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I've definitely have had that. I remember when I was working in retail, it was like the same thing. It was the holiday season and we were doing like potlucks and you know, you're eating more sweets than normal, whatever. Um, and I had this lady message me and she's like, you're going to gain all your weight back. And I was like, wow, fuck you. And I never blocked her because I was like, I'm gonna let this bitch keep watching me kill shit. And that was what, three, mm-hmm. three or four years ago. I hope you're still watching and I hope you're listening and <laughs> I hope... I hope you find happiness. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be miserable to do something like that. Like, For like, real. Really? And there are sometimes where I'll think, like, I'll see someone's food and I'll be like, that looks disgusting. But I'm someone who's, like, I'm really trying the business of, like, oh, I'm trying to be in the business. I'm not yucking people's yums. Like, one thing I will, I will like, rat on, or, like, is rice cakes. I think, that's, I think they're disgusting. If you, like, <laughs> if you like them, good for you. But, like... That's one thing I'm like I'm, I actively hate them and I will talk about it. But other than that, like if, like I'm like I'm not you just like go around slappy rice cakes out of people's <laughs> hands. Yeah, no, but like, but like if someone posts like, me, I don't like. I'm like, shit out of here. <laughs> if someone posts something that doesn't look appetizing, I'm not gonna be like it looks gross. I'm gonna be like keep right. scrolling because the next thing they post could look amazing and like who cares? Sometimes food doesn't look good. I'm like, but it tastes good and like that's what matters. So like, right? So the the way people think they can just like come onto your social media and like dictate your life. Like I literally had this yeah. lady multiple times. She told me she doesn't like how I swear. Well, bitch, what the fuck are you doing here then? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I listen, I know swearing is not for everybody, but it like, it just, it's a part of my vocabulary. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to switch up who I am on my own Instagram to appease some fucking person I don't even know. Like, I'm yeah. not even going to do that for people I do know. So why would I do it for you, lady? If you don't want to be here, like, you don't have to follow me. And then, yeah, literally, I, I posted, I don't, I think it was a, it was like an actual post. You know, sometimes we still post pictures on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and she commented on my post. I think I said bitch in the post or something. Like, it, and the post was, like, supposed to be empowering for women you know and she literally commented on my post and was like um you're better than this I can't I'm unfollowing you for the last time Mm -hmm. I'm like because I swore she's like you should you're better than that you shouldn't be doing that I'm like (laughs) you're unfollowing me for the last time how times have you unfollowed or refollowed me that's mad weird yeah <laughs> like I think this is a lot more about you than it does about me lady like if you think yeah. I'm a bad person because I use a swear word but you think you're better than me while you're unfollowing and following people on the internet and judging yeah. them like come on eek 
weirdos. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.